George right now to uh, welcome to the show today, a woman who's written a really interesting book about an interesting uh, person. Uh, if I said the name a little lesser, you may not know who we're talking about, but if I said Uncle Leo, uh, I think the face would come to you right away. Uh, she's written a book called Where's the Watch and Other Tales, a memoir from Seinfeld's Uncle Leo about the, the actor Len Lesser. We're joined by Tama Ryder today. And Tama, thanks for being with us. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Doug. Yeah, it's fun to have a chance to talk to you. I read through the book uh, last week and, and really enjoyed going through it. And uh, I, I think, as I said, everybody kind of knows the face of, of Len Lesser. You may not have known his name over the years, but really a prolific actor. He's uh, over 50 years uh, on television and movies. One of those faces you never forget, even though you may not have known the name, right? Exactly. Yeah, no, he uh, he got a kick out of that. He was he was mainly known as Seinfeld's Uncle Leo, but uh, <laughs> but he didn't mind that at all. <laughs> I remember seeing Len and, and before even Seinfeld came on. I mean, you, you sort of knew him. He was on, I remember I was a fan of Get Smart. He was on a lot of those you know, crime shows. He had that kind of face where he could play uh, heavy, uh, although he did do some comedy, but I guess more known for, for kind of playing heavies before he did Seinfeld, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, he, he always sort of uh, thought that that was... Uh, more his part, the heavy or, or the villain, and uh, and that's actually what he thought he was even going to be on Seinfeld. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Jerry Seinfeld had actually seen him on That Girl with Marlo Thomas. Oh yeah, sure. And uh, and decided that um, I, I guess you know growing up watching him, as soon as he was casting an Uncle Leo, he thought of Len Lesser. <laughs> so uh, but Len Len was surprised. He he still and he always thought even at, at some point that Uncle Leo would be killed off the show because all of his characters were always. Right. <laughs> Before we get into some of the details about his life, how did you uh, uh, come to, to, to write about uh, Len? Did you know him previously, or was this something you just wanted to do? No, no, I, I, I didn't know him, and I, I wasn't even familiar with his work. I, um, I met him through another writer who had been working with Len and was not able to, uh, to complete the project. Uh, they'd gotten started, and then uh, this other writer said, I can't do it, he had something else. And he passed my name along to, to Len. And Len and I met, and we, we hit it off. Um, I actually grew up without a television, so Len got a real kick out of that because I was really coming to, to his work and his life completely fresh. Um, so, you know, we, we just we clicked over that, and, and he thought that was fun. Yeah, I read that in the book there. Yeah, you, you, so you really weren't uh, brought up uh, watching a lot of sitcoms or television, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, not, are, not are you better for it? <laughs> you probably are. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I did a lot of uh, reading and more <laughs> stuff like that. But um, but I'm still I, because Len was in so many things, he was in hundreds of things. Um, I, I'm still going through all of his films and his old TV shows even now, and it's been a few years. Talk a little bit about how. Uh, uh, you did the research on it. I mean, thanks uh, talking to Len, he probably told you a lot of things. Maybe he had some old films, too. Is that how you got to see some of his old work? I know some of it's on YouTube now, but how did you get some of the old material? Yeah, um, you know, some some Netflix and uh, some, you know, just Len would, would show me clips and, right. and things like that. Um, but, but some things, you know, like something like The Rockford Files, you know, Len and I didn't really even discuss it. I just sort of, I, I was watching it. Uh, last week, and I noticed, hey, there's Len. <laughs> so it was—it's kind of neat because now I'm—I'm I'm starting to see things and and watch these these different shows, and suddenly, hey, there's Len again, and uh, he was just in everything. 
He had a quality. I mean, uh, whenever he came on the screen, uh, you know, after a while you sort of recognize him as a character actor, but you, you sort of were kind of drawn to him, in it, even if it was only a couple of line part, right? I mean, he had, he had a quality about him, didn't he? He, he really did, and he, he, he had it in real life, and he had it on screen. Uh, he had it to the point where he had worked with Clint Eastwood in Kelly's Heroes. Oh, yeah. And a, a, a few years later, Clint called him to be in the outlaw Josie Wales. For a small role, but he, but he thought of Len because, again, they, they got along really well on set. Um, and, and a lot of people just really enjoyed his work. Dustin Hoffman, you know, was, was complimenting Len to the director, Walter Matthau. And even Barbara Streisand, who, as you read in the book, they had a bit of a rocky start. Right. Uh, but by the end of it, they were, uh, they, they were pretty close. He called her a surrogate Jewish mother. <laughs> <laughs> He's really, I guess you could just say, the quintessential working actor. He never really had uh, his own series, I, I don't think. I mean, he appeared on a lot of them, and Seinfeld, a lot of people thought he was probably a regular, but he really wasn't. I think he only, like you mentioned, 15 episodes. I thought he did more than that, but he never really had a, a regular gig, did he? <laughs> nope, he, he, he never did. He, um, and he was auditioning and, until the end of his life at, at 88 years old. Um, he had hoped he was meant, and you'll read that in the book, he was meant to have a very big role in Everybody Loves Raymond and, and ended up becoming a right. recurring character on that show as well. Uh, so a lot of things over the years were just um, missed opportunities for Len. He was meant to be cast in a, in a major Albert Hitchcock film, had a real fascinating meeting with Hitchcock, and uh, last minute that, that didn't happen either. And there are many uh, stories like that, and, and you read them throughout the book, where he, he just, you know, but he kept at it, and he kept trying, and eventually, of course, at, at age 68, he got the part on Seinfeld. Did, did he feel uh, like he wasn't a successful actor? I mean, he seemed to have always been working. I mean, did he do okay uh, as far as, you know, making a living, or did he have tough times, uh, uh, you know, in his well, adult life? He, yeah, you know, he went through some tough times financially over the years because it is tough to, to make it as an actor. Um, as you know, right, he, he went to college. He actually had degrees in economics and government, graduated from college at 19, uh, enlisted the day after Pearl Harbor, and, uh, and served our country for five years. And after, he decided to, to pursue acting, and then he went on to graduate school and continued pursuing the craft. Um, and then just kind of kept at it. But I think over the years, Len developed all these other kinds of side things where he was volunteering with children and he became a, a big advocate of, of adoption. He adopted both of his children. Um, and he just was pursuing so many other things that ultimately I think that later on in life he, he measured his success by that rather than perhaps being the star of, of a well-known TV show or, or a film. He was happy uh, doing the role that he was doing and then pursuing other things. And he did a lot of stage work, which he did, again, until he was 88 years old. Right. Yeah, you talk, you talk in the book, he bought a house, I guess, in the early 60s and, and lived there the rest of his life. So I mean, at least he, you know, he was able to do that, and I guess that's a, that's a, moderate, a, a measure of success there, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He actually he bought a house in Burbank, California. It was a two-bedroom house in 1962. And at, at, at some point when he was able to, to, to sell the house and he could have sold it and, and bought a bigger house, he said, you know what, I'm, I'm happy in this house. I love the neighborhood. Actually, Ron Howard was, was a neighbor and, and his parents, and uh, he, he enjoyed watching Ronnie grow up. And he, uh, he just he, he loved the, the, the neighborhood. He got involved in the, in the public schools volunteering. And he said, I, I don't want to leave. And, uh, and he was there again until, until his passing. You talk in the book... Uh when he went to audition for the Uncle Leo uh, part.
Hart on uh, Seinfeld, and uh, I guess he, was, he felt a little bit intimidated uh, doing it, and he sort of ad-libbed that whole hello, Jerry kind of thing, and that, that's kind of what got him the, I guess he may have gotten the part anyway, but that kind of uh, gave him the character, didn't it, when he just ad-libbed that line, right? <laughs> it, yeah, it did. It did. Um, he, he thought that was that was pretty funny. And I think again, well, Jerry, you know, hello. He I should thought, say that's how he said. Yeah, Jerry, hello, yeah. <laughs> hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, he just uh, he just did it on the spot again. He he had done some comedy work, as you mentioned, um, in the '60s, and then throughout the '70s and. Uh, the 80s, he was doing a lot of these heavy roles, um, and, and so he just he decided, okay, I'll, I'll give this a shot, and he came up with this hello, uh, and he was he was sort of surprised, and I think he thought again that's what kind of got him the gig, but really Jerry Seinfeld said to me, no, I had I had Len in mind the entire time for right. this role. Yes, he came to audition, but. Uh, but it was funny because Len saw it as okay. But as soon as he did it, though, they said, "Well, that's that's terrific, and we're we're going to use that." Well, that was so, your book, um, the whole character. Just, <laughs> everybody has an uncle or some kind of relative a little bit like Uncle Leo, don't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he got a kick out of it too. Was was he? Uh, obviously, I guess he, he wasn't. But uh, what was he? Was a different kind of guy than the Uncle Leo character, right? Very kind of introspective and giving. Like you said, he worked with children, so uh, that character wasn't like him in real life, I guess, in any way, right? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It's it's very funny because Len was a very understated guy, uh, just a real uh, and, and, and quiet. And in, in speaking with him and doing the interviews uh, for for the book, he was very soft spoken. Uh, um, and, and didn't have that, that big voice, and, uh, and, and, and he was a big gesture kind of person. So, uh, so that was really a put-on, and, and that was something Jason Alexander said to me too. You know what? You know, Len is such a he's such a hip contemporary guy, not at all like Uncle Leo. Uh, so it's, it was funny, but he was he was a good actor. Really was, yeah. I mean, he's playing all those parts over the year. He had to do so many different types uh, of roles. Uh, Big or small in, in movies, and, uh, and like I said, he went on to play a part in Everybody Loves Raymond. He talked about it in the book about he he could have had one of the leads, but uh, they put him in as uh, kind of an Uncle Leo character, although he's a friend of the the father's, right? But uh, a little similar the way he kind of greeted Raymond. Uh, I guess that's kind of a the, the offshoot of the uh, Jerry Hello, right? Exactly, yeah, it's Garvin. That was uh, exactly the, the offshoot. It, it, it sort of became his thing, and uh, and so he figured, okay, it, it's working. People like it, and uh, and that's another show. Everybody loves Raymond. You know, people would come up, hey, it's Garvin, hey, <laughs> <laughs> and he'd do it for them. <laughs> oh yeah, well, it seems like just reading through the book. Uh, I mean, a, a kind of guy that you know, you met him on the street. He'd spend a couple of minutes talking to you if you said hello to him. He was that type of guy. Absolutely. He was. He, he he really was. As I mentioned, he was a soft-spoken guy, but he was willing to to do the hello or the hey or or whatever, and and, and really just pass the time of day with you know with with his, whoever came up. And and I had a lot of meals. Ken and Asner, we go out together because Ed Asner was a close friend of Len's. They were right. they were friends for about forty years, and Ed wrote the foreword for the book. And the two of them together, of course, were were hilarious. <laughs> and people, you know, uh, you know, waiters and waitresses. Anytime we were in a restaurant, would would want to come over and, and talk to both of them, and they were happy to do that. And other patrons would come over, and, and they would they would be happy to spend several hours actually talking about 
uh, their different roles, they enjoyed that, and, and Len really enjoyed it. They talk in the book uh, about some of their, their uh, stories together, so they, they, they had a good time as buddies, and uh, Ed Asner, of course, uh, a character in his own right, but that's a whole other book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, sadly, I haven't had to end on a, on a down note, but we, we lost Len earlier this year, unfortunately, but I mean, 88, I guess you can't complain too much. He, he overcame, uh, I, I didn't know in the book, he, he wrote about it, overcame cancer a couple of times earlier in his life. That's amazing. Yes, he did. He battled cancer three times before he even um, landed on the set of Seinfeld. Um, and had had pretty intense battles and, um, and, and was able to overcome it. Um, and, and he just, um, he, he kept on going. He was someone uh, who just, uh, who persevered. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great testament there. And, well, it's a really fun book to read. Anybody that, uh, whether you're a Seinfeld fan or not, it's called Where's the Watch? Other and Other Tales, a memoir from Seinfeld's uh, Uncle Leo. We've been talking with uh, Tamara Ryder. And uh, Tamara, uh, do you have a website? People get a hold of the book or maybe uh, send you a message? Or where, where can I get the book? Yes, yes, absolutely. The book is available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And um, it's also available through my website, and that's TamaRider, T-A-M-A-R-Y-D-E-R.com. Great, and appreciate again sending uh, uh, the picture of you, a nice picture there with Jerry Stiller, who, of course, was on Seinfeld, uh, holding the book. Uh, was that at a book signing? <laughs> yes, it was. It was uh, in the city in, in New York, and uh, Jerry Stiller was actually uh, someone who had convinced Len to, uh, to write that book. Which, uh, which was great that he, he listened to Jerry's advice. Yeah, there another, there's another book there on Jerry Stiller. <laughs> but, uh, well, All these guys. Yeah. Oh, great characters. Well, appreciate you taking a few minutes. Hang on the line if you will. We've been talking with uh, Tamara Ryder, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Doug. I'm Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America.